Well, here we are. Here it is again. Here it is again. Another week, another rom-com. Another uh, interestingly timed group of rom-com films. Yes, because the world is such a happy place right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're uh, we're pulling for the idea that, you know, in dark times, you need a little little brightness, a little entertainment, a song, a dance, anything to cheer you up. I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah. what I'm, I'm looking at this at. Uh, we didn't we didn't start this thing uh, thinking that would be the purpose, but now nah, maybe that is. No. And uh, and in a little while after we get through the preliminaries, we'll discuss whether this movie succeeds at all in frightening. Oh, we will. Or we, we will. We'll get to the bottom of that. <laughs> we will. But before that thing, something Did I say did... bottom. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something that did brighten my world this week. Um, my daughter, your niece got into Elon college. Is that really true? Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. That she is great. Congratulations. Accepted into the college and into the dance program. So Fantastic. we're very happy. Um, is, is, um, is this her first choice? Top, top it's, it's, three it's, choice? It's, it's, in, it's in the top two. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, so, uh, so she's there. She's waiting to hear on one more school. Okay. And, uh, and then a decision will be made at some point. Um, well, that's really exciting. Yeah. And, uh, and other, uh, news, you know, one of, uh, one of our cast members, uh, has a birthday coming up. That's very exciting. One of our cast members. One of our cast members has a birthday. The, of the show, the Arkin brothers. The Arkin, uh, of this show. Um, yeah, and, I'm, uh, now that I'm, will that fall on the show day or is that no, before? No, no, it's before. It's before the next show. Um, but our mom, hi, mom. Mom, I'm what's sure happening? She's watching. She's got to be watching. Of course, I'm sure she's watching. She got me the most spectacular book for my birthday that uh, you might want to pick up a copy of this book. It's The Oxford Companion to Spirits and Cocktails. And mm. it it's it's basically an encyclopedia. Um, uh -huh. You know, it's not a book with chapters and topics like that you would sit, sort of like Grey's Anatomy. Right. It's, it's the Grey's Anatomy of booze. And it's also paranormal. <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah. my interest. Booze and paranormal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The drinking man's. Well, it is about spirits. So, you know. That, I, that's fantastic I, wow, that, I that was a long pause i'll have to edit that out no i i yes that's where that was where my joke started and i and i oh oh so yes yeah, so that's okay. why i said paranormal spirits and ghosts <laughs> yes yeah ghosts and booze yeah. okay. ghosts and booze there's uh, yeah okay so i'm the one actually who's slow because i didn't uh, well i'm not saying i didn't say that i'm just uh, that's what the pause was about i didn't yeah. quite know how to feel hey there's there she is. We knew she, we knew she would be watching. She's proving it. She's proving to us. Happy birthday watching. early. All right. Well, we'll do a Thank birthday show mom. next week. We didn't prepare for that. Uh, I, I I know when your birthday is. I just don't know I when know. days are what. So <laughs> I don't know when days are either. Um, so what's going on with you this week? Any news? Um, well, Amelia's opening. show opened, which is really big news. Um, I don't think we had a show since I think our show, yeah, our show was right before she opened. 
yeah. our last show. Um, so her play, uh, Coal Country, is um, now been revived because it was, you know, in lockdown. They, something, they opened, happened, something happened. They opened a, a week before lockdown and um, and then had to close up after great reviews and a lot of enthusiasm. So um, they remounted the show and uh, it opened um, on Thursday, last Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Uh, and um, on Thursday. And it was great. The opening was great. Um, she's having a great time. And uh, so... It's and if you're if you're in New York and want to see a show, this is a nice one to see. It's called it's called Coal Country. It's at the Cherry Lane Theater um, in New York, and it's running for the next uh, uh, five weeks, um, at least for the possible extension. Anyway, well, mom um, wants to know if I saw her birthday greeting. Yeah, I I flashed it up on the screen before. We did so. see that. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. you can see that. We can see it, but we can I'm see it. Flashing it up there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep flashing it during the show so that all of our viewers know that it's my birthday and send me presents. Well, that's why we're doing your birthday show after your birthday. So people get a chance to, to catch up to it, to feel guilty. And yeah. Not, yeah. Um, well, well, that's very exciting about the show. It is exciting. It's very cool. Um, and it's but a really it means good show. That you're alone and lonely at night. I've spent a lot of time alone uh this month because you know she was in rehearsals and in tech for a long time and uh, now she's in a show and now i don't really have anywhere to go or anything to do and she'll be going out every night after the show being feted by the uh the glitterati of, of, of new york of course i'll be left behind just another stage door johnny <laughs> that's you <laughs> um did you did you get to watch anything good this past week um not particularly no wow okay <laughs> Ooh, that's, uh, that's <laughs> ominous and we haven't even gotten it started getting into it yet um not particularly yeah i watched a lot of stuff this week did you yeah uh i watched one of my guilty pleasures equalizer 2 okay is there a shetland pony in that <laughs> there's no are there sweater are there sweaters what's happening no, there's no sweaters no? equalizer too it's who are uh, you matthew i never know I week to week it's, it's very confusing but equalizer two is one of, is part of um a genre that is one of my favorite genres in the world uh it's a genre called don't you get denzel mad hey he he did great <laughs> in these movies he's He's so good when he's like, no, just um, everything's fine. Okay, now you cross the line. What's great about when he started doing those movies is yeah. that wasn't something I thought was in his in his thing. He he he's um he seems to be so much more thoughtful than yeah. that. And um when he when he I forget was it the Equalizer was the first time where he he could, he did like the don't mess with Denzel Washington stuff. No, I, You're like, I think it might have been Man on Fire. Was that before Equalizer? I, I think so. I'm getting my dates wrong because that yeah. man fire blew my. That was definitely when I I did take notice. Like, yeah, you know, he's that idea. He is exceptional at that. Um, you know what's interesting is that um, we were going to cover the the original Man on Fire movie. Oh right, we were going to do a double like a double a double. double bill. And we got to um, do that. Yeah, I ended up seeing that movie and getting all into it and then we didn't do it i forget why we didn't do it 
because we're lazy and you know well i saw it i don't think i'm lazy i saw the movie all right well, i let's have put notes it on the, let's put it on the schedule i could just send you my notes and you can do the show for the two of us <laughs> okay i also watched a movie again guilty pleasure bad movies or you know fun movies the protege with samuel jackson and not Susie q but somebody q her last name is just q Mm-hmm. Um, about a you know a female assassin who is Samuel L. Jackson's protege. That was fun. I also watched a series, Netflix series called Pieces of Her, with Tony Collette. And um, I hear good things about that show. I want to see that. It's interesting because it it crosses genres. It's got a lot of stuff going on. It's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a family drama and it's a little bit of um, a history of violence all sort of mashed together in an interesting way. Well, that sounds good. I want to see that. Um, And then tonight is going to be a very exciting night because I have a friend coming over and we're going to start watching the outer limits, which I haven't seen since it was on. And I was a little really. So we're going to like the original, because I think there was a remake of that. Yeah, no, we're going to go to the original series and start watching it. I don't think it'll disappoint you. I think it's really fun. No, and it's one of those shows where I looked at at the cast list for the entire series, and it's sort of like going back to some of those, going back to, to um, you know, Twilight Zone, where everybody in the world was on those shows. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, everyone. That's where they all got their, anybody that went into film... It was like right from the actor studio, right into the TV shows like that. Yeah. And then, and then on, I mean, who do you remember who some of the stars in the first episodes are? It's probably like uh, Martin Landau and yeah, Robert people, Redford. And well, uh, well, I know Redford was not on this, but he was on twilight. He Zone. was in twilight zone. Um, yeah. David McCallum was on, I believe. And I don't know if we'll get to this tonight, but season one, episode five, I think it was. And I'm looking forward to seeing that again because he was on an episode that terrified me so much and it has still stuck with me to this day. There are images in it. And I think I saw it when I was six years old and there are images in it that still haunt me. Right. Um, uh, So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. I wish I could join you guys for that. That would be great. And I have the uh, the Oxford Companion to Spirits and Cocktails, so I'm I'm a happy guy. You ready to get drunk and go ghost hunting? Yes, <laughs> it's the best way to go ghost hunting. Um, but you know, I, I, and I could keep talking about other things. Uh, I could skirt the issue for a while. I mean, order, I could keep in order to avoid what's. Coming. I could dance around this for a while. Well, but uh, Tom Brady retired. Not and retired, now, and now he's coming back. Yep, I called it too. You did. You I said called he wasn't that. Going to retire. I, I was actually, you know, uh, Maddie Blake, co-host of my other podcast, Rated P for Paranormal, is a football fan and a big, big Brady fan, and he was very upset the day that uh, he announced he was retiring. And I said, "Don't, uh, don't cry." He's not retiring. Not retiring. And he was like, he is. It's done. He, this is a big, big moment. This is a big day. Right. It's like, okay, but it's not happening. Yeah. And it's not well, happening. So, well, this is interesting because this is a sign of how desperate 
how incredibly desperate you and I are to not talk about tonight's movie. Because we're talking about we, football we're instead. Talking about football. Yeah. This is a, you and I, this has never happened in no. in the world. No, we are brothers. You're in your fifties. I'm in my sixties, and we have never talked about football. You have never thrown a football to me. No. If you did, I would let it hit me in the chest, and I'd be like, "What's what are you doing that? What for, are you doing? Man? Why are you bothering? Why are you throwing things at me? Yeah. So that's how bad things yeah. are. Um, but we might only be able to avoid it for so long. I I'm gonna break the ice. I'm gonna do it. Okay. As some well, of you may know, we are discussing the 1959 film Pillow Talk, directed by Flynn Franzen, and <laughs> some other people did some stuff on it. Um, stars Doris Day and Rock Hudson. And for those of you who were born in the last 70 years, those are stars that mean nothing to you really now and won't ever. They're not yeah. going to be relevant to you again. Um, although, you know, I don't want to be mean. I'm just confused and, and a little bit shocked. I just came out of this, too. I just finished watching this a half an hour ago. Oh, really? It's not going to improve. With um, age? You've no, had a, you've had no, a little time on this? over the weekend, and, and I haven't been... You know, there was some stuff in that that actually... Uh, on 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 second thought, no, that's not happening. Um, this is uh this is a c catastrophe of of its <laughs> epic proportions. Yeah, I, I, you know, and and it's it's triply sad because I didn't mean to make fun of the makers of the movie. It's actually fairly well made. You know, like it's it's competently made they put money into it it's a good yes. cast of the cameras of ancillary in, characters cameras the shots were in focus it's well lit it's well cut it's smart with a lot of um split screen photography which is probably the most notable thing about it is like they just of, discovered it it's like oh my god we just discovered yes. this thing let's do it a lot and wow the hell out of everybody um I don't think it had really been used quite this way before, maybe, you know, I think it's an early example of it being used in a really, uh, this kind of pop way with people talking to each other on the phone kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe it was early, but. Well, and there's the bathtub scene that we'll get to. Which is a split screen scene. I mean, yeah. that's, that, that's kind of what I'm saying. That That's yeah. well known. Um, but boy, man, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not even, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm I as I've said on the show, I've I I can take it. I'm not I'm terribly sensitive. I I've I'm you know, but this this was just like, are you kidding me? This is like a a manual for for horrible male behavior, just the worst male behavior uh, you could imagine. Oh yeah, I mean, and not talk, and talk about a movie that does not age well. Well, that's what I'm saying. It 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 it. it, it I, I hazard to guess that it didn't it didn't go down well with some people then because it's very it it is extremely what it is. I mean yeah. I, I I I don't even know what to say. It's well the fact that it was such a hit right says a lot about America in 1959 or some of America. And and why what happened shortly thereafter happened. 
um, which catastrophic situation are you talking about? Well, just you know, just the 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 rebellion in the '60s against oh. against what everything that this movie represents. This was, yeah, I mean, this is this is the kind of thing that created punk rock to begin with. This is the kind of thing that created, you know, um, you know, the the '60s film Burning. movement burning bras you know I mean, all that stuff it, it 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 does represent where the studio's head was at and where america's head was at in an or at least a certain bandwidth of of people because this is certainly not the hippest thing that was going on in 59 no you know but they you know as a business move hollywood style good on them because they had to fight to get a romantic comedy done at all yeah I mean, in a way, this is a little bit like Judd Apatow coming out of nowhere in a time when there wasn't a lot of comedy and kind of reinventing a little bit and and becoming a household concept, you know, household name with these same players. Because these three made three movies together. Yep. It was like the lethal weapon of of romantic comedies. Yeah. Riggs. I'm too old for this. Where, please, where was Riggs when we Um, need him? But let's talk about, you know, I mean, the elephant in the room in this movie is date rape. Uh, I mean, that sequence, if I showed this movie to my students today and they're like, wow, there is a whole long comedy section about how funny and lighthearted serious date rape sexual assault can be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it 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 it's um and it's shocking to think that back then people were watching that scene and thinking, "Oh, isn't this adorable the the college kid who's assaulting mm-hmm. the woman in his car." And isn't she handling it like a good sport? Uh right. Right. I mean, look, I, I, I want to respect Doris Day enough. I don't know a lot about her. I know that she was like apparently a pretty, you know, down to earth person, like a family person. I don't know if she was conservative or not. I really don't know anything about her. Um, she can't be too conservative. She never would have done this movie, right? No. Ever. And she talked Rock Hudson into doing it. Yeah. Um, and she wanted to kind of reinvent herself as a, as um kind of more modern sexier person and I, I think that was great i think she was actually you know she's really talented i i i i wanna i'd be so interested to hear what she had to say about shooting that scene for instance in the car you're talking about in the car with in the, the car character with, of tony with, yeah 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 with um, um they put it they, they put it on really thick even even for then i felt that was just beyond kind of beyond belief yeah. Um, and um, because, you know, they didn't uh, they didn't undercut it with 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 anything. It, he was just an aggressive person and a kind of like hostilely aggressive, scary guy. He, he wasn't like, you know, it, there wasn't a joke here like, oh, he's like a little, you know, guy you'd never expect to be too timid to ever kiss a girl. And he kisses a girl. like there wasn't even a joke in here. There was just simply, hey, it's fun. Let's have a funny scene where this happens. No, basically, it was it was hi Brett Kavanaugh in college. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's like this is our Supreme Court justice's uh, behavior back in college. And no, I mean uh, the whole the whole movie is is like that to me. The whole thing. I mean, it's like thing after thing happened where you're just like, it, it, I, the attitude with which it was done doesn't feel like people were pointing up things that they wanted to make fun of, but also were trying to make a point. It feels like they actually thought those things were funny. Yeah. Uh, I did not, I, I have to say, I did not, uh, there were things that I laughed at in this movie. Tony Randall. None, none of them were things that I think they wanted me to laugh at. Well, one, one of the things that I laughed at a lot was, uh, an appearance. I, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's an appearance by one of my very, very best friends has a big role in this movie. Um, as the obstetrician did you did you notice joel rooks um <laughs> in the in the role of the obstetrician <laughs> no it's actually but, an actor named alex jerry uh okay but when i looked at it i was like oh my god that's joel rooks in he did look like joel yeah and he looked exactly the same 60 years ago <laughs> 70 years ago there's funny moments. There's funny performances. I mean, Marcel Dalio is is, is Marcel always Dalio. funny. Well, my God, he's you know, I mean, Tony Randall at that age is is such an interesting thing to see. Like before he became an odd couple guy, and before all of that, I mean, he he's such a brilliant actor. And um, he's sort of discovering his shtick in this movie. Yeah. It's very understated, but really there. He has some very nice stuff in it. Yeah, I mean, Thelma Ritter is always, oh, always she, incredible. And she's I, a national treasure. Right. So, like, there are, and, and those people are kind of allowed to do good work, you know, or like the, the script is uh, in those moments, it's clever enough, and there's some witty dialogue, and it's it's got some moments of, and I, I mean, the first 20 minutes, I thought, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is actually a little bit stylish and fun and silly. You know, and you know, I, I don't even particularly think there's a lot of reason to get into the politics of it too much, other than just to say, like, like if this isn't a, this isn't something that people want to see today, like it doesn't, it doesn't make you feel great. Um, but no. you know, um, just on a purely movie level, uh, I thought we were in for a more entertaining thing, and then I was like, could the stakes be lower than they are? There's zero, there's no reason to be paying attention to any of this at all. No. And also there's, there's nothing about him that would make him want to marry, make her want to marry him at the end. Other than that he's Rock Hudson and attractive. And that's what was weird to me. Well, about what, what we do know about him is, and what she knows about him is that he's a stone cold psychopath. And, and you, you know, it, it, the movie, the worst thing about the movie is it seems to imply that no matter who you are, if you do these moves, a woman will, won't be able to resist it. Well, and also this idea that he is a monster through the whole movie but then the only thing that he does that changes him is he says, oh, no, I do love you and want to get married. I'm going to give up my old way. Yeah, it's, it's and insane. That's like, oh, great. Then I'll marry you. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. It's the, it's completely insulting. 
to any woman that would see it and it's completely insane yeah um and it's and frankly it's insulting to everybody it's insulting to to guys as well in the sense that you know there isn't one decent human person in the whole thing i mean everybody's insane and and misogynistic and crazy and and i mean tony randall slaps her in the face like what <laughs> what's going on here yeah but the good the the good part of that is that when they were shooting that scene in which she slaps her in the face when the two guys punch him when he gets punched in the face they rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it mm -hmm. rehearsed it with the actor and then when they did the actual take the actor messed up and knocked him out they actually knocked tony randall out yeah that's amazing he was not unconscious That's, shooting that scene. I love that story. <laughs> so happy about that. You know, I mean, I had notes about things that I thought were funny for the first 20 minutes, and then I almost stopped because I was like, oh, oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are funny lines. There were very funny lines. I'm looking for one of them. Um. You know, like uh, Tony Randall saying uh, about the car that's parked in front of the hotel that she rejected, saying like, oh, my my uh, my analyst will never believe that. And the cop says, neither will mine. Like, there's some kind of funny New York things about analysts and New York life. And, you know, that was that was kind of moderately entertaining. Actually, my my favorite line in the movie was Mrs. Walters, a fertility goddess is the last thing you need in Scarsdale. Written down. One of the only lines. I this is great. Yeah. It's a great line. Yeah. There are some very funny moments like that. Yes. Um, uh, I, I, you know, um, I, I don't know what to, I don't really know what to say. I mean, I, there, there's like a reason why this whole period in Hollywood is, is just considered to be like kind of awful yeah we lost our way there for a while no we haven't just started discussing racism yet even though because we could get into that a little bit i'd almost prefer not to only because <laughs> obviously it's there like well of course it's there uh and that's the worst i mean oh god where do you even begin <laughs> yeah it, it was... it's sad that the most talented people in the movie are that singer and that band yeah and yet it is the worst scene i've in a film i've ever watched <laughs> yeah it's a why is that's scene. it's very sad i mean it's the and, worst and musical can, break uh, ever ever and you can actually tell uh, in spite of the fact that they did nothing absolutely nothing to showcase that woman's talent in any way that's effective no and she you can she, tell that she's in insanely talented of course she is <laughs> To get to that place, she'd have to be, you know, the yeah. most perfect singer in the and world. When I was watching that scene, I, I I couldn't help thinking, and I actually want to call dad and ask him about this. Like, because I could imagine the Terriers and that band rocking out together. Yeah, I could see them on the same circuit. Yeah. I can and totally was, see that happening, but time. I mean, guaranteed the they're, time not gonna the be, they're not going to be—they're not going to be singing "Ya Ya Roly Poly" though, because no, they're not going to be. That is that. the worst song in the movie. <laughs> Even Frank Stallone wrote better songs. <laughs> this is terrible. Roly -poly. 
what is yeah. happening they do <laughs> they do a patty cake number nobody dances yeah. there's no effort put into anything there's oh, a but... there's a muted little sing-along to roly-poly yaya tony, and they do tony, patty tony. cakes Tony, 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 you just don't have a romantic bone in your body, do Matthew, you? Matthew, you've ruined my month. You did it. You did it. It's uh, and it came early because this is, I this was this was the, the I mean, what what are you gonna? This is the only other thing that you could see after this is like American Psycho, right? Who that would be the good pairing? It would be pretty good. I had different pairings, but I I venture to say that um. Bridget Jones's diary is going to be a step up from this is my prediction. No, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think it's going to be the same thing 2.0. Really? That's my guess. Oh, okay. I'm get, I'm getting ready to feel the feel some uh, some problems. Some You're going to I don't know. He's feeling the loathe. Not feeling the love, <laughs> but feeling the loathe. Um I don't I you know, I have notes but I don't yeah. have I don't have the will to go on. Well, here I, let's. I've got great moments in this movie that I want to throw out there to get your re, your reaction to them. I want to hear your thoughts on great moments in this movie. Okay. The walk through New York montage. Notable, definitely fun for New Yorkers to see that. Okay. Uh, the bathtub scene. If it had been in a French movie, it would have been fantastic. Okay, and and it and it uh, is actually probably kind of brilliant. Um, it's it's pretty brilliant. I, all the split screen stuff is is pretty great. They don't make good on it, you know. They don't they don't do anything with it, so it does kind of just sit there. But but it, but that was really nice. Okay, we've already talked about the Roly Poly song. Um, how about this choice? Uh, when they're heading off to Connecticut on their romantic weekend, when she still thinks he's somebody else, so he is going to bed her with a false identity, pretending to be somebody else. That's what a great guy our hero is. Well, we also know um, he's a guy that has a an automatic door lock button in his in his apartment. Ah, uh, come on. Come on. <laughs> we should stop there for a second just to talk about the fact that that, you know, uh, that concept was handled as if, you know, a lot of guys have this. Like, yeah, it, it was so casually kind of. Oh, no, but that what you didn't understand is that door lock was so that nobody walked in by accident while they were. You into know, his apartment yeah while they were where he's the only person that lives yeah there. that's that's what that oh, okay yeah, it wasn't sure. to keep the woman in case in. thelma ritter like got confused and yeah. thought she had to clean that apartment it was how could you think it was to lock the woman in i don't know what's wrong with me uh, what's wrong yeah uh but so they're they're in the, the in the car on the way he gets her into the car they're going to connecticut and the choice of music it's disgusting is, I'll be working on the railroad. Can you explain this to me? Is that the music? Yeah. They get into the car. They're off to Connecticut. They get into the car. The car takes off. They're on their way to Connecticut. And the band starts going. Bah, ba -da, ba -da, ba -da, da. 
That's right. It did do that. And that's just good. I don't, uh, I don't I'm, know what. I'm... So, oh yeah, I have to go have sex with another woman again. It was, I could not. There, there, there is a really cool conversation in here though, which I, I want to bring up something that apparently, uh, apparently Hitchcock uh, was said that he wished that he had directed this movie. His daughter was interviewed and in the interview, they said, does your dad regret anything? And she said, well, actually he regrets not getting thinking to do pillow talk or getting offered it or, or that he didn't do it. Cause you know, and I gotta say, this is literally like a bad Hitchcock movie like one of the not good ones or not great ones, which you could argue there aren't any, but you know, there are some that are not as great. Well, without, know, without the, without the heart with like where they just took out the horror reveal. Right. So, so sort of like looking at this movie as a, if we could look at Marnie as a rom-com. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like the, yeah. if you think about it, He's he's impersonating somebody. She thinks he's another person, which is scary, which is if you played it even just remotely realistically would be really scary. That's like a Julia Roberts thriller from the 90s. Yeah. My boyfriend's not who I think he is movie, you know, and yeah. in this he takes her to a place pretending that it's his house. It's not it's his friend's house. Takes her up there impersonating somebody. And it, there's like they're up there in the middle of nowhere, like miles from anyone. And he, she realizes who it is through some, he gives it away accidentally. He knows the lyrics to a song, I think. Yeah. Right. His and she song. knows because she's heard it on the party line, which is something we should also talk about that party line thing. But um, she realizes, oh my God, this is this guy I hated who I never saw, but I, I you know, and this guy's been lying to me. What a, that's a horror moment. It's a, it's a terrifying moment. They play it for kind of like, wah, wah. Uh, you're stuck in the middle of nowhere where the psychopath has lied to you and has pretended, to, you know, like. Yeah. Not and that's fun. practically the music when she figures it out. It it's, is, you know, pretty little much. harmonica ditty and. Yeah. 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 So well, isn't this funny? But can't you see this out in a in a winter storm in the cabin in right? the woods with right. a person who's impersonating somebody? It's literally terrifying. And and to have that moment played as like a I dream of genie mode, like a like a television, you yeah. know, silly TV show. Was well, thank that, God then that Tony Randall showed up when he did, because that's who I want to rescue me in an emergency. Absolutely. He's the guy for the foxhole, right? He's the guy <laughs> you want to call. Um, but so interesting to think of it like that Hitchcock movie and, you know, Hitchcock did a lot of the same misogynistic things, but in a way, because there was so much horror and paranoia in the movies, they almost, then they, they, they are really more comments on, on this weird drive that psychopaths have, or, you know, or that, you know, it, it, Hitchcock is aware of this being not okay somehow, like he's working out sexual issues in his movies maybe or whatever but these filmmakers don't seem to be aware of this as any kind of problem at all no and they've written a female character who who doesn't seem to think that it's a problem either no who's willing to marry the guy afterwards yeah but he did let her 
redecorate his apartment it's a big in deal. the way that she wanted. So it is a big deal. That's, you know, what what more could you do for a woman? I, I mean, it starts with, like, people being sexually accosted, and it ends with people being accosted. It's just people being, it's like people being accosted and abused throughout the entire movie. It's really, really not okay. Um. How about uh, I guess the last thing I have that the the um, the Dutch angles when he's on all his breakup phone calls it's it's like Dutch angle breakdown like it went it went crazy for both <laughs> yeah. of them they yeah. are both angled at different levels yeah there's something really weird too I want to say like she did there was one thing she did in it that made me really creeped out like I actually was like oh the both of you really actually deserve each other in a weird horrible <laughs> way which was it's um. It's right after or before Roly Poly Yaya. I I don't remember where before that <laughs> musical break. I'm sorry, Roly Poly Yaya. It's a real song. They yeah. really recorded that. I'm and um, it on my playlist. Yeah, and um, they have this little talk, and it's this self flirtatious thing, and he's pretending to be a guy. He's pretending to be a rich oil Texan, like a Texas oil man. Yeah, uh, visiting New York. And yeah. he's all like, oh, ma'am, I don't want to be, you know, uh, you know, I want to treat you very respectfully and everything. And so much so that she starts to wonder, like, well, does he actually like me? Like, he hasn't tried to kiss me once or anything. And, he hasn't tried to rape me. And um, and then he kisses her. And immediately she goes to the she's like she goes to the bathroom to fix her makeup. Like within 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Well, that's what I do after I get kissed. Didn't you find that strange? No, honestly, that was yeah, a strange, was strange thing to do. Yes. Roly yes, Poly Yaya. Yeah. Roly Poly Yaya yeah is the name of the song, Mom. I, I doubt you remember it we'll, from, we'll, from 59. It didn't make it onto the radio. We'll play it for you. It's pretty astounding. <laughs> yeah, it does. None of it works. And the, the patty cake dance doesn't work. I'm just want to no. say. No. Um, who, um, who are we in the movie? Cause I knew immediately who you and I were. I, well, I, I didn't know immediately. I mean, I, I know definitively who I think we are. Um, I kind of actually had you as the obstetrician. Oh, really? Okay. Thank you. Um, and I had me as the uh, as the truck driver who punches Tony Randall. Okay. Well, I my note was that everything in this movie is completely outlandish and unrealistic, and that you and I are the two guys at the diner. Okay. I well, there's the truck the... which I didn't specify which one of us was the one who punched him. I'm t- we were just the two normal guys at the diner who think this is all a load of crap. I'm totally down with that. I thought <laughs> that I would, you know, like I th- I broke it down like what's the only role that I'd get the audition for? <laughs> yeah. Would be the guy in the diner. I yeah, think and you'd be though, the one doing the punching because you have the tats. So I have the tattoos and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And um so we could totally be duos there a duo yeah but um i thought you'd i gave you more lines and i gave you a little bit to play there you know um thank you yeah thank you what um how would you recast this movie if we were going to make it today oh i have two i have two versions 
do you i have a i have a few different ideas where you where did you go with it well i said if we were going to actually try and remake this movie as a rom-com i would cast ryan reynolds and kobe smulders who you can't you you did ryan reynolds last week you can't you can't do it again i did Ryan I, I Reynolds. To. i thought i did ryan gosling last week didn't i do ryan you did gosling? somebody named ryan you can't do two ryans in a row <laughs> i'm sorry oh I did. Oh. It was it Gosling. Okay, that okay was Gosling. Then I'll oh. give you Ryan. Okay, but then I said we could do a crazy version of it with Benicio Benicio del Toro and Tilda Swinton. Oh, well, I I you know that actually could be a good movie though. That <laughs> yeah. actually could work. They could really reinvent this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, I like that. Who else? That that was the two. Those were the okay. two castings that I did. Um, and I I play the Tony Randall role in every in every version of it. Yeah, yeah, you, that's in your contract. <laughs> they can't do it anywhere. They can't, Oswego, anywhere Oswego, New York. Fun. You're doing it. Yeah, I'm playing Tony. Yeah. Um, I have um, you know, who I worked with. I do know for a while. Let's 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 tell you know, give us the Tony Randall story. Well, the best Tony Randall story I have is when we were we were standing off stage one evening while Jack Klugman was on stage doing the doctor sketch in the Sunshine Boys, and we're standing there waiting for our entrance, and we're just waiting and waiting. And then Tony turns to me, and he looks at me, and he goes, you really gave up the law for this? <laughs> and, and he I was serious. At, I'm sure he was Yeah, he was serious. serious. And I looked at him, and I said, yeah. And he said, why? I said, you hear that sound? Because the audience was laughing like crazy at, at, at Jack and the nurse. He said, yeah. Nobody laughed when you were practicing law? And I said, well, maybe some judges at me. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a little bit more fun. Yeah. A little bit more fun. You worked with him for a long time. Yeah, we were, about nine months we worked together. Yeah. Um. Damn, he's funny. Oh my he's god. He's very funny. And he, it was it was a lesson to be on stage with him. Um he did was, he did he stop the scene to tell you what to do? Is that how well, it was a lesson? Did, like no, they're doing actually, it wrong. This, this is the best sorry, audience. Yeah. He's doing it Here's, wrong. He, Let me no, practically. He he did stuff like that off stage mm. with me. Directed but, you. Yeah. The, but the best thing I can tell you is that he did something. He did it the first preview down in Coke at the Coconut Grove Playhouse. And uh, he and I, in the lineup at the end, he and I ended up holding hands, is the way the lineup was. I was next to him. And when we took the final company bow, as our heads hit bottom before coming back up, you know, you bow, the head hits the bottom of the arc, and he screamed at the top of his lungs. He would go, Bravo! and the and the audience didn't know where it came from and people would start shouting bravo and they would all rise to their feet and he did it every single night and it worked every single time that's incredible yeah that's show business that is show business yeah that's pretty brilliant i love it so much And I was just like the balls on that guy. Oh my god. 
that's really that's really incredible yeah i mean you know where did he get his start where did tony randall get his start i, I don't even really know i mean i'm sure he was new york theater i or... think he got his start in um you know when you see um in old westerns when you see those guys traveling like in the 1880s through the west doing shows at bars for for mm -hmm. the local he cowboy project, I think that's where he got his start. Actually, because he was ninety-seven when he made this movie. Yeah, in fifty-nine. I so think it Tony not was ninety-seven out. when he was twenty-eight. Yeah, I can't imagine him as a as a teenager. I yeah. really can't. Um, I uh, I cast um, I couldn't decide, but I'm going to go with the uh, Adam Driver and Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Because I don't want to see that movie either, but I don't want to see this, so I figure it's appropriate. Oh my god! And I'm going to cast Jason Manzukis as in the Tony Randall part. <laughs> I don't know who Jason Manzukis. You know, is. you have to. You you know who Jason Manzukis is. Come on, Jason Manzukis is great. He's been in everything. He's very I know funny. Jo Jason Sudeikis. Well, that's not what I'm talking <laughs> that's about. Not so that's, I'm happy for you. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. Um, and then what, I would cast uh, Wanda Sykes as um, as Thelma in Thelma Ritter's oh, role. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I would go with that. I think that's brilliant. What would your double feature be? You know, I th I thought a lot about it. I really I I kind of I I'm either like gonna say. Uh, I kind of want to do something weird. Like, all right, I thought American Psycho because I really was down on this movie and thought that American Psycho really is what it is. So it's actually a great combo. Uh huh. But I want to do something a little more interesting, and um, and pair it up with um, with uh, both uh, Rear Window and Vertigo. Okay. Yeah, I see that. There's a similar shooting style, but I also feel strongly that Thelma Ritter character in Rear Window is yeah. the same cleaning lady from this movie, <laughs> and that she literally works at both apartments during the same time. Going back and forth. So we actually make it a, a, a giant movie about Thelma Ritter with these two crazy apartments she has to work in. And what would be fun to do is actually to do some CGI stuff so that James Stewart is watching some of the scenes from this movie through right. the windows. And then we can actually have Rock Hudson be the psycho murderer that he really is. Yeah. He can be witnessed like through the binoculars. I think it would be a very interesting way to go. I paired it with the audition. Oh, or just audition? No, the, the movie, the audition. Isn't it called the audition? There's a movie called Audition, which is a Japanese movie. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about. That's just Audition, but oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, because there's probably a movie called The Audition, too. Yeah. I, I don't no, the know one where it. the guy is looking for the new wife. and uh, That's a good one. I like yeah. that. That's a palate cleanser. That would really be a good palate cleanser. <laughs> That'll, that, yeah. Yeah. That'll cleanse, cleanse the palate. That will it was as well. Yeah. It will. Um. um you know, I, I tried to look up some stats and things about other the people that made, you know, nobody went on to do anything particularly fantastic or notable or interesting. I mean, um, Dorsey's got a strange career. Hayden Rourke um, 
who plays the guy at the phone company. Yeah. He went on to play uh, Dr. Bellows on I Dream of Jeannie. Well, that's I'm, pretty yeah. exciting. Well, I mean, uh, the actors did. <laughs> Certainly. Tony Randall and Rock Hudson, they all went on to do things. Rock Hudson was in a movie called Avalanche from 1974. That's much more entertaining than this. I really urge you to see Avalanche. And wasn't but he in Seconds? He's in Seconds, which is a Stone Cold classic. Great movie. Yeah. And he's great in that. I mean, he had his, he had moments where he was awesome, but uh, he's an odd, uh, He's he looks like he's always trying to be Cary Grant. And he, he is arguably the best looking guy like ever in movies. Like he, he's, you know, he's drop dead handsome. Six foot four, like chiseled, perfect looking. So I get why he was a star, but I also think he, he was kind of more interesting than maybe people gave him credit for. You're just nodding your head like I'm blithering on like a like a fool right now. No, you're you're I I feel like you're making a a a reasoned and valiant attempt to I, I hated this movie. I hated it too. I'm not this isn't points to the movie. I'm saying Rock Hudson's somebody who's been kind of forgotten as an actor in the conversation. Yeah. Like nobody really talks about Rock Hudson except for that fact that he was gay and was closeted very uncomfortably for a lot of his life and it was a tough situation for him um you know his work nobody talks about the acting and he made a lot of movies he was a giant star yeah i gotta and, watch him in some other stuff because i hated him in this but i can't separate him from what i was watching well he's i think was really uncomfortable making this movie okay well i i, I think he was probably very uncomfortable then good on you rock well yeah no it's uh it's terrible but he's we he's haven't a, talked about the uh moose scene do we have to no we don't have to talk about the moose scene we don't have to talk about the lyrics of the song in the this car is, this my is, darling possess me I, I think i figured out what this is this is a movie where all the bad guys all the worst people from like animal house the yeah. and from the bad fraternity are the heroes of our of our journey in our movie right yeah and their behavior and their attitudes and the way that they do things and party is supposed to be like yes that's, you know that's america glorified. man yep glorified it, it it was it was shocking yeah um yeah but boy did they put some good dutch angles in there they really did <laughs> they put them in there um, um you said there was something you said you wanted to talk about um that you wanted to get to and now I'm forgetting what it was was but it wanted... the was it the napkin on on the dinner table when they went <laughs> to the cocktail party the the the, the nightclub <clears throat> and the napkin was so interestingly placed on the table wasn't that no but I, i'd like to hear about that I, you, I don't want to talk about it. I thought that might have been what you were referencing. <laughs> it was another one of those. Is that? Wait, what is that? Oh, it's a it's a pointy napkin on the table. I thought it was something. I thought something else well, was going you know, on. You know, you're in trouble when the moment that that intrigued me the most and that I thought was the most interesting was early on in the movie when she's getting ready to leave her apartment and she takes um, Tabasco sauce and Worcestershire out and puts them on the counter. And I For thought that's interesting. For Thelma. 
Yeah, for Thelma. Who has a hilarious drinking problem. Yes. An absolutely hysterical, debilitating disease that people Which laugh she at. has because she doesn't have a man to take care of. Oh, yes. They make that very clear. Yeah. If she had a they, man to take care of, her life would be fulfilled. Well, she, she wouldn't, wouldn't have time to drink. Her. She'd have to take care of another person who was too drunk to get dressed. <laughs> God, it's really rough, man. This was, this was, I honestly, I, I guess I, you know, I thought I was a little thicker skin than this. I thought I could laugh all this stuff off. I, there's some of it. I just can't, I just can't do it. Yeah. It's just, I, it's just not okay. And I am not the most woke and politically correct person in the world. You know, I try to be, and this movie just did nothing but offend me. <laughs> it was, uh, it, it's just all the all the it's just all the villains from from teenager movies like all the bad people getting to star in a movie together yeah they're just like my god they're all a bunch of like just mashers and creeps and liars and cheats and and you know i guess if i thought that that was the premise like if the if the filmmakers had leaned into that and were making some kind of comment about you know the 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 sexual mores of our time in some kind of knowing way, this could have been a, a really interesting black comedy. You yeah. Know? But they're, they weren't doing that. No, they just uh, weren't. Well, we made it through. We, I apologize. I do apologize to anybody that had to see this because <laughs> of us. I think we do owe a small apology. <laughs> we don't know what we're getting into a lot of the time with these movies. We don't always know. No, we don't know. Or have and seen I've them. I haven't so seen much. them in a long time. And this movie is so iconic. I thought it was going to be a lighthearted, fun romp and a, and a look back at a, at a happier time. I didn't know that that happier time was happier because rape was okay as far as they were concerned. Um, it was just, yeah, just nothing was acceptable about this. Doesn't, uh, no, doesn't really work. I don't, you know, I think it wasn't, a, it, it was a big hit for sure, but it didn't, no one's talking about this movie. We're the only ones. Unfortunately, we are now the only ones promoting this movie because everybody, it was a dead issue. Okay. We were like, well, everybody else was like, thank God we got over Pillow Talk. We never have to talk about it again. Yeah. And here we come bringing it up again. And I'm going to make it clear that we're not, we're not promoting it. We're, we're, we, we warn you we're away just, from this. We're one. just advertising it for you. We're for just them. advertising it. Um, so, um, well, I guess we just have next week to look forward to or not. I, I'm having a harder time this month now. I, I, it's been, you know, the trajectory has not been the direction that you that I hoped. Oh, see, this is how I kind of designed it. Well, I, I, what uh, I'm next, saying, next week will be the Coupe de Grasse. I, I think I will ha give up my whole will to survive at that point. <laughs> okay. Because next week is Bridget Jones's diary with Renee Zellweger. Colin Firth, Anthony's favorite actor, Hugh Grant, and actually national treasure, not for our nation, but for Great Britain, Jim Broadbent. 
Oh, he sure is. Yeah. Yeah. He could be a national treasure here too, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Because he's he's pretty spectacular. So we will get into that next uh next week and uh we'll see if if Tony uh wants to kill me. I don't want to hurt anybody. I just I just so badly want to go back to hammer hammer time. Hammer hammer time. Okay. Well, after the show tonight, actually, we do have to have a talk. We have to come up. We have to work on our lineup. We um, do. We have a whole month or two to plan. So we yeah, gotta, yeah. So please uh, tell your friends. Tell your tell your friends about our show. Tell your enemies about Pillow Talk. Yeah. And uh, and join us next week for Bridget Jones's Diary. And again, we do apologize. And we love you, Mom. We love you, Mom. Good, Good night, buddy. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers Talk About Movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.